0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hold up. What was that?
2: Matthew. Hello, sir. And welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to NPR. (laughs) You are now listening to the Gamers 2 Podcast. If we sounded like NPR, that'd be spectacular.
3: Get out. Go home. Actually, you know what? We're just going to call this episode Mm -hmm. right here. Matt's already made one dumb comment. We're shutting it down.
2: Listen, their sound quality is amazing.
3: Sound quality, yeah. Their level of excitement or anything is... Lacking. I find your level of excitement lacking. Whoa. Memes, quotes, and references. Anyway, Matt, what are we doing?
2: Uh, Gamers 2 podcast, February 22nd, 2019.
3: The year of of our. Yes. Yes, it is the year of the pig. Oink, oink, motherfucker.
2: (laughs) Keyboard thing. That's the only reason why I know that.
3: Uh, I. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason I th- why I think I knew that from something in Overwatch, but I don't remember if
2: I am just making that up. I might be lying. Are you familiar with uh, Ducky, the keyboard? They make keyboards. No, um, they do a every year. They'll do like a lim- like a limited edition keyboard that's like the year of you know ah yes a like lunar, the a lunar of the pig a lunar. Keyboard. Last year was the year of the dog. I think it sounds right. Monkeys and yeah. yeah, dragons, bears. Oh my! I keep going to reach for my glasses. So I don't have them on my face. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like in a weird place right now. I have this like headache. I don't know where. I don't. I feel like I don't know if I'm getting sick or something. I don't. I don't like it. I'm Can't wait fluster. to
3: contract whatever you're about to give me.
2: That's. We're not going to go down that
3: path. No, we can go down that path. <laughs> Preferably with not either one of us. <laughs> Zing. STD joke. All right. So, uh, what in the last seven days, as is normal proceedings around here, have you been doing? Uh,
2: not much. Played a little anthem. That's about it. Um, in, in a state of flux, as it were. Uh. I'm kind of in the middle of a setup transition because um, my, my mouse is literally falling apart at the seams. But.
3: Real quick, I just want everybody to be clear. He says he's going through a setup transition. Yes. He's changing mice.
2: No. I mean, I'm changing desk. <laughs> all right. It's a whole thing. All right. It's a whole thing because I got the new mouse and I got the new mouse pad. The new mouse pad does not fit on the desk. Hmm. The desk is too small. Can't go get a new desk. Yeah. Can't go and get a new desk because everyone's got fucking conflicting schedules. And by everyone, I mean the significant other.
3: Yeah. The best part is you literally mean the significant other because Dewey and I offered to go with you. And then went, that would probably piss her off.
2: <laughs> oh, it definitely would. Um, so, yeah. I, I've just been, like, chilling and then playing Anthem with my controller because that's been satisfactory. Um and then just watching a lot of anime, doing the anime thing. Um, added another one to the rotation.
3: I was snapped, I believe, during anime night.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Did people you... I don't know? Yeah, are now part of anime night. No. See how it is.
2: No, there was who? No, there was no one else. Right?
3: I don't know who Emma is.
2: Oh, that was that was uh, trivia night. That was trivia.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you guys weren't at home. You were in a booth somewhere. Yeah, we which were I'm trivia. almost more offended by. I wasn't invited to trivia. Every Monday, I'm sorry. Did you want to win?
2: <laughs> we do trivia every Monday at Killer Brew, but it's it's Amy's thing. So like, I don't invite oh, people. That's fair. Yeah, Amy um, won't invite me. And Samantha's gone more than I have. I've dipped mm. a couple nights, but uh, Emma's one of we Amy's should workers We should she go and, anime. Which is yeah, nice. that's because that's
3: what you told me about it. That's why I thought it was yeah. anime night. But then I realized you guys were sitting in a booth, and I was like, that's yeah. maybe they went to dinner. Mm. I don't know. But that would also be this. We're completely into like. Bonus episode talk, but it would also be funny for us to show up, not participate in trivia with them. Go sit at the bar, secretly form our own team. My own, my favorite team name that I've always used that I've always played under. I'm not gonna say what it is because heaven forbid Sam ever hears this. I don't want you to know it's me. And then we, if we ever win anything, we just never react. Just keep going about our day, just
2: drinking, eating food, and never react the entire time. Be like, "So, how'd you guys do? We're <laughs> um, we're generally pretty terrible. Um, usually, Amy's roommate carries us the entire time, uh, and like we'll throw in random answers every once in a while. But uh, yeah, that's usually it's it's usually pretty bad. They have some regulars that are really annoying because they show up and they they are like,
3: "What's their name? Their team um, name? Oh. Do you know?"
2: Uh, there's, um, Lord Fairfax is one of them. Nope. Don't know them. And then, um, I can't remember the other one. There's another one that comes all the time and they just always win. Yeah.
3: There's only a couple groups that I know by name that I've ran into in numerous trivia circuits.
2: I'm sure this one you probably would know, but I can't remember what it is now. So maybe anyway, um, I think I sent you a snap of, uh, uh, love is war. Yes, you did also send me that. That was like some
3: wacky intro. Something crazy was going on in yeah. your life. And I was just like, yep, no idea what I'm looking at.
2: So, funny story about that. I was watching that particular show while I was doing dishes the other day. And it's the first time that I had a situation that I had, I had actually had in real life be in an anime as oh like my a ridiculous God. thing. You became r slash anime IRL. And it was frightening because they were like... Basically, this kid, this girl walks by. This is these four uh, student council members. And the girl walks by, and the kid's like, oh, did you change your conditioner? Because your hair smells different. And he's like, it's nice, blah, 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 and says his thing. And then they all turn and look at him, and they're like, that was creepy. And I had that happen to me once, where this girl that I used to work with changed her perfume. And I was like, oh, you changed your perfume. It's very nice, Blah, 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 blah. And she was like, that's creepy. Which, obviously, it is, but at the time, I was just like, ah, I'm just going to be nice and compliment her on her perfume that I've noticed. is different. So that was fun. Nice little story. Uh, What else is there for animation? Uh, All the other normal stuff. Uh, Added in this one called My Roommate is a Cat. You'd probably appreciate it for obvious reasons. Wow, <laughs> I don't know if that's a low dig in me or not. No, it's actually a really good anime, and it's not like it's not uh, it's not anime cliche in any way. Just because I live alone with a cat, Matt. Thanks. For it's the about re- the this reminder guy who, who hates lives people and lives alone with a cat, and he lives alone, hates people, tries to avoid them at all costs. Also, a uh, writer, and that's his life as a profession, and um, he meets a cat. And decides to take it home because it inspires him. And then, you know, obviously chaos ensues. Right. So remove the writer aspect, and I don't see a difference. Uh, I mean, there are some subtle differences, but... You know, murder? Like, you don't know that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. May- murder for you. I mean, his parents are dead, so that's kind of a thing. Like that's I can be Batman. <laughs> Catman. <laughs> there you go. I um, am Catman. And then... Where are the drug? Where's
3: the catnip going?
2: <laughs> we, um... We are continuing watching the Orville. Mm. Uh, we are into season two. It has gotten significantly better. Ah, well, that's good. Um, power to you. And that's it. Other than you know, Formula One testing, which I'm excited for. And I have chosen two Formula One teams to cheer for. Yeah,
3: two good ones. I think they're good choices. Nate, Nate is Nate is in on this Formula One thing.
2: Yeah, he's picked Alpha Romeo and Renault, both uh, for funsies. Yeah, both solid choices this year. Also underdogs, which makes them very fun. I feel like, which is what I'm
3: there for. I couldn't, I couldn't go for you know Ferrari. I know, I, like I, you
2: pick like Mercedes, it's like okay. Uh,
3: yeah, you know, oh like... Lewis Hamilton. Huh? I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, Lewis Hamilton is really fucking good. Like no shit, but like I, I, I like, I like when I play racing games or car games. What was I've it? usually not disliked Renault cars or Alpha cars. They just. You know, end up not being like stat-wise yeah, what I'm needing to use, but when I'm looking at them, I'm like, hey, these are these are pretty good, fun cars. Like I would I would, I would drive around on one of these if I wasn't in America. Yeah. Um, not that that really bodes anything together, but tell so, me the last time you saw an alpha in America being casually driven?
2: Uh, it's never right. Well, not in our area. Yeah. No. Um, Kimmy said something really funny during testing the other day. Uh, someone asked them how his like. It was like his teammate or his test driver, like how they were doing. Ah, and he said, "I don't know. Why don't you go ask him? I'm just here to eat ice cream." <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I love that Kimmy's just kind of like over it at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, just because he's he's still good. He's, he's, so just good. Like, he's just like he's like the old man of like, yeah, Formula One. Get off
3: point. my lawn, dude! I don't give a shit. That uh, thing's cool. I drive it. Whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna when I my I get paid. Half my check, and then the other half is tubs of ice cream. What do you want? <laughs> the Ice Man. As ice say. Man. Give me Ice Man, reckoning.
2: So there's uh, another week of testing at the end of February, and first then, race is uh, second week of March. Yes, in Australia. I might have done a little bit of lucky do. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna try to watch that one.
3: I'm gonna not. Nah, maybe <laughs> we'll see. I also have MLB this year, so yeah. Yeah, I'm committing harder than I normally do to the MLB.
2: The problem with Formula One races is they always take place very early in the morning. Yeah, aka else. not our time zones. Yeah, like Sunday at so like probably 6 a.m. Probably what I'll do is I'll sub to the Formula
3: One subreddit and catch highlights. Yeah. All right, but, that's me. What about you? What have you been doing? Looking yeah. at the Formula One stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, been playing the huge as the kids say, and I was yeeting on it. Yeeting uh finish Detroit that's officially off the list
2: yeah mm-hmm. final thoughts and conclusions really good game
3: play it if you get the chance yeah it's if you have a PlayStation 4 I think it should kind of
2: fall into must play category it's weird because it's it is definitely like a unique experience but it's not necessarily replayable because like right I think
3: for me, you have your your pinnacles, Horizon, God of War, yada yada. And I think Detroit is like if those are S tier, mm-hmm. this is the double A tier.
2: Like mm-hmm. doing
3: doing it S double A A B C D yeah, yada yada. I think that's also a car reference, but those ones are like the S class, like perfect. If you own a PlayStation and haven't played them, you're doing your oh, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, and then Detroit's like super good, but it's not a console defining title.
2: No, it's it's almost like it's a a so really good proof good. of concept, maybe.
3: It's it's eerily too good to be a proof of concept, even though yeah. it is a proof of concept, kind of. Not that they haven't done this stuff before with uh heavy rain and, and yeah. whatever, but this this was so good that when I finished it I snapped you the ending of it, and I mm-hmm. went, I I finished it Monday? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think I finished it Monday, because I had Monday off because of the holiday. Were, it
2: was, I was kind of. I was really surprised, actually, when I said something to Samantha about it. That I was like, that you were finishing it. Because like, you were nipping at it, chunk, 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 and yeah. then you got to a certain point, and you were just like, zoop, all the way through it.
3: Right, which I'm also known to do yeah. when it comes to us in gaming, of... All right, cool. I've been taking my time getting to 75% and the game is done. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I just kind of reach a point where I'm like, I need to finish this. And it's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I had an ending that none none of the other people I know had. Yeah. I had 0% the whole way through that. Yeah. Uh, so it was definitely. It's fun when we can have the conversations we had about it where you have somebody else that's played it with you and you can go, holy shit, what happened yeah. here what did you do wait a second so and so's not dead like
2: yeah. it was a fun game like there's it was fun game to have that discussion specifically because like you know you you went through the fucking river I don't even know what that looked like right like, I, I have no concept of what that even looked like because I didn't even see that like that's the that's the fun part about it I'm um, yeah I really like that game and uh, I hope they do um more stuff like that the um, like he, you, 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 it's a waste to go through and like watch all those like stupid videos and stuff like that, right? But if you thumb through it, it's kind of obvious that it, it was definitely like a work of love, kind of like it was very much a passion oh, yeah. project. Yep. Um. Yeah. It was. It's one of the. It's
3: the most recent time that I can think of referencing what we've talked about before with our Fallout 4 experience, Mm -hmm. of all of us sitting around and playing it at launch, then all looking at each other and be like, holy shit, you did this, you did that, where are you? And then doing the same thing through a story-based game that just makes you choose your own adventure, essentially. You're like, wait a second, you did what? Yeah. How did, what? oh, oh, okay. And, you know.
2: I still, yeah, like I can't believe, I don't want to stay on top, but I just can't believe that you, like everyone died and you just ended up with with Kara alone. Like that's so soul crushing. (laughs) I survive, I'm a survivor, Matt. Uh, Yeah, and then Marcus too. I'm a survivor, Matt. Jesus.
3: Me and my Gestapo army. Yeah. Of androids. (laughs) Will High Kick march our way. Across the human race, and we will become a people.
2: I, you did, you did become a people. Well, hold
3: on, let me rip off. My of sen- let me rip off my sensor. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also played Anthem. Uh, we can complain a whole bunch about Anthem, but I'm sure we will hopefully not talk about it this week. So uh,
2: we touched on it a little bit. All right, we'll save it uh, for just, then. Just a brief overview. More. I kind of want to touch on it more of the fact that I find the how polarizing it is. And I, I've, the fact that it's not because of the game itself, but just the questions is brought up in, in com- the community as a whole. Agreed. Uh, been playing Apex.
3: Played Drunkio Kart or Drunk Mario Kart on Saturday. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck's Drunkio
2: Kart? Is that like the, a name for it? or That's what I called it. Okay, I mean, it's a good name. It's fun. It makes you ask the question, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm playing Mario Kart drunk. It's a great time. You should do it. Uh, I drank like those three beers the other day, and I'm just like, I don't think I can ever get drunk. Again. I drank a third of a bottle of vodka.
3: I just feel I like felt, garbage. I felt good. I did, I felt fine. Uh, I, felt fine. I felt fine. I felt fine. Well, to be fair, I felt fine until I realized I needed a new shower curtain. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, Uh, because Todd decided to remove mine from its current place of standing, which is not in the shower. He
2: looked at that shower curtain, and that shower curtain looked back at him, and he said, fuck you.
3: I don't know how much of the story I'm allowed to tell, but apparently he pissed so hard, he passed out. He got lightheaded and passed out from pissing. That's why you don't force it. And fell backwards into my shower and brought the curtain with him.
2: I'm going to go with the fact that he thought the curtain was staring at him, and he killed. Him. I like that story
3: better because it sounds more badass. <laughs> but knowing I mean, knowing him, nah. <laughs> good story either way. Uh, yeah. Then played some more Apex. Still doing that stuff. Uh, I got three wins now. Oh, wow! Uh, I played Tetris ninety nine. Oh God! Did you get a win in that? No. <laughs> Uh, the highest I have placed in that is thirteenth.
2: Uh, that's respectable in its own way, though. It just it
3: reaches a point because it the speed is based on time that the game's been going on, and I'll make really dumb decisions and then be like, "Shit, I don't have the time like to get myself out of this," and then it starts going so fast, and I'm like, "I have no idea. I don't see the numbers in the matrix," and I'm just like, "All right, well, I'm gonna try to survive as long as I can, or I get knocked out like in the first five because." Someone pe- focuses you. Eight people target me, dump everything, and I'm like, I was just playing Tetris, and now my
2: whole screen is a gray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm i curious, but then at the same time, I don't want to try it because I feel like I'll just get so disheartened because I'm not as good at Tetris as I think I am. Oh, trust me.
3: I thought and still think I suck at Tetris. Uh, my problem is I wish there was... I use the Joy Cons. I don't have a pro controller. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if maybe I switch to a pro controller if it would feel better. Yeah. But it just, it feel it just, I don't know, the controls, not the controls of the game itself, but those controllers for that game, I'm just like, oh, they, they leave me wanting. Yeah. I want like a perfect controller to do it. And I just don't have that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be the pro controller. I don't know. I have to hook one up and see. But yeah. different discussion. Uh, and then I have been grinding Football Manager.
2: With or without? Uh, with,
3: with, yeah. We have uh, we have pushed through the J- January transfer window. We are now right before the knockout stage of Champions League.
2: So where's where's everyone standing at the moment? I am in third or fourth. Kenny
3: is two spots behind me. Three spots behind me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: As far as our league is. Uh, Champions League, we're in knockout stages, so I just have to beat my team, the team I'm playing. Uh, He's in Europa League knockout stages. He has to beat that team. His team is currently being riddled with injuries. My team just doesn't
2: want to fucking put a goddamn ball in the net. So, you know, we're working on it. Sounds like a standard uh, football manager year. Yep. I bought three players during
3: January try to fix some problems I was having. So far, they've been fine. They're not exactly solutions, but they're good stop-fixes for the time being. Sold a couple players, you know. I'm making moves, and I'm playing chess. Not 3D chess, though. I can't, you know. Small chess. Uh, I also finished my book, The Killer Collective. Good book. Recommend.
2: Would recommend. Is there... Did you... Was there a sequel? Not that I know of, and it ends without their
3: leading to one. Oh, good for them. And I went, I, I almost in my car as I was finishing up was just going to be like, <laughs> go you. Way not to bait it out. Such a rare, rare treat. It is. It was like, oh, this whole story's complete. Hercules, Hercules. It's like, <laughs> it, it just felt good. It was done. Nice. It was over. Uh, I'm into I'm currently reading a new book. I'm only like in chapter three or something. I don't remember what the name of it is. Uh we'll see if it sticks. I'm trying to get to what roughly might be one third of the way through uh to see if I wanna give the book the, give it a third, see if I wanna keep going and then either dump out or finish it and then move on to the next one. Hmm. So if I get it to if I get to a third, I'll remember to write what the name of it is, but otherwise watching basketball, watching soccer, going to be watching Formula One, and going to be watching baseball. It's that's a great time. It's one of my favorite seasons now. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Spring training games have begun. And we will, in a month, have Major League Baseball back again. Eventually, Bryce Harper will sign somewhere. Here we go.
2: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's, it's important.
3: But... That month of real, for so real baseball is so far away, man. Yeah. If I wanted something to, I don't know,
2: fill my time since then, where could I find things? Uh, you could go get, I was going to say something ridiculous, but no, you could go find new releases <laughs> at Gamers 2 by Nate. It's not by me. I stole a list from somebody else. But spoken by Nate. And that's true.
3: I first need to redact a statement that I made last week. Okay. Trials Fusion isn't out. I'm pretty sure I said it was out last week. Okay. It's going into a beta, I think, this weekend. It's out and the 26th. And then 26. it releases, yeah, either next week or the week after. But
2: I believe it's the 26th. Okay, so
3: that's next week. But I was wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. Don't go to stores harassing employees. Are you
2: sorry? Or are you sorry you got caught?
3: I'm sorry that if anybody walked, anybody that listened to this podcast walked into a store and harassed a Best Buy employee... About Trials Fusion being out because Nate Killian said it should be.
2: That'd be a fucked up world.
3: <laughs> I would also love to hear that story.
1: Uh, that somebody
3: be... somebody best is like, I had a person come in and tell me that you said a game was out. I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck is listening to this podcast? It'd be impressive though. Be like, well, why didn't you give them the game? <laughs> I said it was out and give it to them. Don't I do I not have Sale rights in this country, I say it's out, you hand them the game, we move on. Number two, which is actually number one in terms of things actually coming out, is Yakuza Kiwami for PC. Cool name. Daggerhood for the Xbox. Farm Together for the PS4.
2: Another farming game? Nice.
3: Yeah, and as we all know, Gamers 2 policy is to shout out any farming game that we see on the new release list it's in the rule book it's in the rule book we have a code of ethics farming games step one number five almost there the platformer for switch number six is anthem for ps4 xbox and pc number seven is dirt rally 2 deluxe edition ps4 xbox and pc i believe the regular edition comes out next week Hmm. queen's quest 2 stories forgotten past PS4, and Xbox. I assume that's similar to King's Quest. I assume. Quest for the Golden Duck for the Switch. And the last game is Unexplored for the Xbox and the PS4. And because Matt loves Nintendo so much, I will let him begin this week with what is the biggest and best news headlines. Big, beautiful headlines.
2: (laughs) That's it from going
3: forward. It'll be big, beautiful headlines, BBH folks. BBH. Don't type that in in a search bar. You might get something weird. Same thing if you type in the acronym for Big Beautiful Wall. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I make make that joke way too much at work.
2: Numero uno. Uh, Let's get the shocker from this week out of the way. Shocker, shocker. Reggie fees may The president (laughs) fees (laughs) away. Uh, The president of Nintendo of America is retiring. Reggie has worked for Nintendo for about 15 years, most of that time as president and CEO, COO, excuse me. He'll be departing Nintendo of America on April 15th, and his role will be filled by Doug Bowser. No, I'm not making that up. The new president for Nintendo of America is named Doug Bowser. So fantastic. Uh, Anyway, Kotaku has a wonderful piece on Reggie's history at Nintendo written by Chris Kohler. Uh, Definitely check it out. I'll leave you with an awesome Reggie quote. He said this on stage at E3 in 2004. Fuck you. (laughs) when (laughs) When he was Nintendo's VP of sales and marketing. Quote, my name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names. And we're about making games. End quote. Uh, Rezi, Reg, Rezi. <laughs> Reggie and his tenure at Nintendo Will be remembered fondly by a great many And it sounds like this is a true retirement As he said quote, As I look forward to departing in both good health and good humor This is not game over for me But instead leveling up to more time With my family My wife, family, and friends
3: End quote. I think we both say uh, Best wishes and thank you for what you've done Because Since 2006 Right? Yeah. Holy shit the ride Nintendo's been on.
2: Yeah. Which 2006 is also the year that he became. Right. That's what, yeah. that's what I mean. Okay. From like when his mm-hmm.
3: prominence started. Like 2004 is a WADA. Yeah. So 2006 on, you're like one bump named the Wii U.
2: And recovered fairly quickly in the grand scheme of things.
3: Yeah. Like where everybody's like the Wii U will sink you. They only took a dip in the water. They're like, I see icebergs. I only get grazed by it. I don't <laughs> sink my ship on it.
2: This ain't but, no Titanic.
3: Yeah. He's uh It's gonna be weird seeing like directs and stuff without him in it. Yeah. The, like especially the E three one coming up. It's not gonna like mm. he'll definitely probably he- cameo himself a bunch of places now. Like, even a, though even uh, though it's true retirement, I can definitely see him just being like in the background of weird shots yeah. now. <laughs> just like walking across the stage. Like Yeah, like like Doug Bowser's having the conversation, right? And there's just like a he's in a room with a window, and you see Reggie like looking in through the window, like, you better not be messing this up. And like uh. points at Doug and he's like, uh, and then just kind of walks away. And they're like, That's all there's like a thirty second moment. I'm like, that's all we want you to do, Reg. It'd be great. Have fun.
2: He uh, he was definitely a rare breed because he was the you know the company lead who also had like very good stage presence, which right. is not and also really... very good fan interaction. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the other weird thing about him? Oh yeah, the interesting thing, Doug Bowser literally is uh following in the same footsteps as him. He was right also VP, um, sales marketing, moving into president COO. Um, yeah. Do you see that the photo that's going around of him? I've Bob. seen it, I've seen a couple. Yeah, he's like it was like his when he first started working for Nintendo as VP of Sales and Marketing. It's him with his thing saying hi, thanks, whatever. I'm Doug Bowser, and he's got like Mario and Luigi tied up behind him.
3: Right. Yeah. There's that one. I think somebody photoshopped that sign to uh, say like bad things about Mario and Luigi and stuff like that. Uh, what we are hoping for, kind of in the internet land, is that Nintendo doubles down on the Bowser thing. I hope and so. Anytime they have a direct, and they have to talk about a Mario game, he just shits on Mario the entire time. It's like, yeah, Mario's got this other game where once again I've taken his princess, and he God, he just won't leave me alone. <laughs> and he just kind of he ghosts. just won't let her go. <laughs> just kind of keeps going on about all that stuff. It will be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another there was another comment about why Reggie retired. Uh, you remember the commercial? I think it was a commercial he did way back where. He's they're talking about doing a Nintendo World Championship or something, mm-hmm. and he's in the boardroom and he's like, We're gonna, all right, idea, we're gonna do a Nintendo World Championship and I'm gonna compete. And one of the guys in the boardroom is like, Reggie, you can't compete, you work for Nintendo, and he's like, Not anymore. <laughs> and he has this kid and he's like, Meet your new president. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Now Reggie can compete.
2: Oh, uh, fantastic!
3: It'll be fun, it'll be fun to hopefully see him still in the. Ecosystem even if he's not working in the ecosystem.
2: Yeah, I'm I I don't think he's gonna disappear the way that uh I can't remember his name either. I know who you're thinking of though. Oh god, not Sean Layden. This this yeah, the other Sony guy. Boyden? I can't remember what his name is. We met
3: him. Shit. Oh no we'll get there i'll look it up in a bit um but yeah it'll be nice to hopefully see him sticking around anyway moving on number two another patent registered by sony was published on february 21st that further hints at backwards compatibility for the playstation 5 this particular patent is for, quote, simulation of legacy bus operation for backward compatibility, end quote, and goes hand in hand with the previous patent of CPU ID impersonating. If you need any further proof that this is for the PlayStation 5, then one of the inventors on the patent is Mark Cerny, the gentleman who was the lead architect of
2: the PS4 and
3: speaks in the most soft voice you could ever wish to hear software technology spoken about.
2: I mean, as terrible as it was when he gave us the breakdown on the PS4, I'd be really disappointed if we don't get another one. On well, the PS4. it was on the Pro, wasn't it? It wasn't on the four. Uh, they left him for the Pro. No, I think he did the the, the first when they first announced the PS4. He, he might have done
3: the he might have done the breakdown, but he was not the point man during no, the PS4 no. moment. When he they, was the point man during the PS4 Pro moment.
2: Yeah, they brought him out for P, the original PS4 to explain like their goals or whatever with the design or some crap, whatever it was. Okay. Number three, uh, paradox interactive has partnered with Microsoft to bring mods to their games on Xbox, making them only the second developer to do so. Uh, paradox mods platform launched yesterday and as of now only supports surviving Mars, but is expected to bring support to all of their games that are on Xbox. Apparently any mods uploaded to their platform on PC will directly port to Xbox with no pre-approval necessary. Uh, mods will only be removed if flagged inappropriate by players. I'm really appreciating this because this is the stuff that when, when Microsoft announced that they were um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when they were integrating Xbox and windows uh, together, essentially, this was the stuff that I was expecting to see. Was that oh, you can put mods on PC and they'll automatically work on Xbox, that type of thing? And I'm really glad that we're starting to see the fruits of those labors. Now if only other developers would take advantage of it, that would be lovely.
3: But it's not easily portable.
2: <laughs> Boom, got him. Got him.
3: It would be interesting.
2: Uh we'll see. Yeah. I'm curious how how that works. Like how how well that works. Well,
3: I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the uh, Fortnite beta that PlayStation has, but no other developer <clears> seems <throat> to be able to get to work. Yeah. So, not that Xbox will treat it the same way, but I mean, that's the, they got to get somebody to try first before they yeah open to everybody.
2: Yeah. Full oh, shizzle.
3: The number four is the one that I wanted because I get to shit on it.
2: Oh, I wrote one specifically for you later on. Ooh. That actually I think it's gonna work out. Ooh, perfect. I didn't even read that far down. I literally went with the first one. Alright,
3: so number four. Dreams, the infamous title from Media Molecule, is actually coming out. <laughs> uh, just kidding. It's coming out in a quote creator early access end quote form in spring of twenty nineteen, according to Sony. Early Access Dreams will cost twenty nine ninety nine and contain a suite of certain tools and tutorials on how to use them, but not the planned story campaign. They describe the Early Access version on the game as limited edition, so I'm curious if that means something along the lines of the price tag going up on full release. My guess is no. You think they'll leave it at 30 Oh no, I bet the price tag goes up. Yeah. But when they've when they say limited edition, I think the price tag goes up because it's the full release. They're calling early act. They're not going to call it early access. They're going to call it limited edition and yeah. do all this other bullshit marketing for it when you want to know what I wouldn't be horribly surprised to see. What's that? No story mode.
2: No story mode?
3: They hope that this succeeds to the point to where, where they, they can... can just kind of push the story mode to never actually happen. Air mm-hmm. quotes, not happen. And they just go... Well now we're out of early access because you guys have received this so well. Mm-hmm. So here's the full release. Now it's available for $40 in retail stores if you haven't bought it yet. But seeing how we've already gotten the majority of our money from you gullible fucks at $30, we're just going to continue on. I think um that's like the the real negative view on it. Yeah. Because I'm going to have a negative view on yeah,
2: it. I'll take the more positive one. Take, um, <laughs> as, as you always do, Matt, take the high road, you white knight. I'm not high roading or white knighting. Um No, you're just slightly slightly higher roading. <laughs> uh I think I mean if they if they genuinely like keep it under sixty dollars, like if it's thirty dollars, then like maybe forty with the campaign. I think that'd be interesting and fair because that's it's cheap for what for what it is at least, what it seems like. But um, what was i going to say? Did you did you play Little Big Planet? Did you play their other games?
3: Uh I played Moments of 1 2 and 3.
2: They didn't really have like a story campaign. I mean they had a campaign. They had a but... campaign
3: because the way you had to get certain objects was to go through and get the bubbles of them.
2: Yeah. But it, I wouldn't really like it it wasn't like you could throw together any like created an levels, and it would be yeah,
3: a, yes. But you also there was there was a uh, developer created like story, yeah, that wasn't all just community maps. There, mm-hmm. it was there. It just wasn't. It wasn't like this fleshed out craziness. Yeah, I'm just. It not was just sure. like a platforming. Yeah, because in that one there wasn't really anything to do other than the platforming, unless you like ISO'd the vehicles down and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But
2: I'm just curious, as like what our expectations are supposed to be for a
3: story. I think they need to dump it and just not do it. I literally think they can't; they shouldn't do a story. It just release really it as
2: is. Thirty bucks, go go ham. Thirty, forty,
3: whatever if they yeah. want to say thirty, and then make the full price forty, mm-hmm. so that way they can get the early in people. That's that's fine. Say it's forty dollars. I th- you might be shooting yourself in the foot if you say it's sixty. Not yeah. like truly shooting yourself in your foot, but you're gonna have a lot of skeptical people that are gonna wait for it to go on sale. So, if you cut it to 40, even if you cut it to 50, I think 40 is your sweet spot though. Like, Far Cry New Dawn is
2: $40.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to say that you can push all that out, but instead of putting in a single player story, you put in developer made levels. Yeah. Like, let, let your devs create levels and put them as not downloadable content so they're not questionable if the players want to mm-hmm. play them. Like, no, force them into the game. As like default maps are mm-hmm. stuff, or like default games are stuff that your guys created, and then the community market. But just don't bother with the story.
2: I my theory is that they're releasing it as early access um, at thirty dollars because they're trying to get a feel for w- how people are going to react to the, to what it is, and then they're going to adjust accordingly.
3: Right, which is what which is what I agree with. Yeah. Um, it's just there's the negative connotations that that could mean that they over-adjust and like, oh, people really like this idea. Crank it up to money thousands.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is Sony, kind of. So, like, I don't expect them to take the EA route uh, as far as, like, the money goes. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious. I'll probably maybe look into it a little bit when it comes out and then go from there. I mean... I mean, in reality, I pr- I probably won't buy it, and I probably won't do anything with it because, like, I like the idea of it. I think it looks cool, but I'm not the type of person to make levels. Like, that's just right. Not who my I am.
3: my problem would be the exact same thing. I would I would enjoy one of us having it. I think and mm-hmm. having having the night that I keep harassing you about that we don't do other than tonight when we hang out. Yeah, is having a hangout night of.
2: Where everyone, we can all just, like, fuck around on games and chill. Right,
3: but either, like, oh, we all hang out and watch anime, we all do trivia, and then, like, we just continue to hang out, and you and I blitz through, like, random creative maps that have been, like, sort by new, and then just mm-hmm. look through the top, you know, five, yeah. or, like, top rated five, and just see what people are doing in the game, and be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah,
2: like, that's if there's a good cool. community that pops up making levels, then it would warrant buying it just to... Yeah, just have to the, play all that. Just to do the Mario Maker side, you know, like that sort right. of thing. All right. Let's move on. I guess. Um,
3: Listen, we can't <laughs> talk about Dreams for the sixth year in a row.
2: Uh, it's going to be coming. Crackdown 3, though. <laughs> you remember when we when like the Duke Nukem thing was like a huge joke? Like, all oh, this game's in perpetual development, blah, blah, blah. Right. And now, like, how many games have been in development for over five years or... Final what? Fantasy 15, so many Crackdown, Dreams, Death Stranding
3: will be Anthem. Needs
2: more. Needed more. To yeah, Anthem time.
3: needed to be in development for five years. Yeah. Unfortunately, four wasn't enough. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I was like, I think it's been in development longer than that.
3: Mm, no, I think it was shown at E 3
2: 2014. So yeah, that's, but well, that's five years. fourteen or fifteen. I think they said they worked on it for six years. I think. Oh, wait, no, maybe it was
3: shown in sixteen. It was half the team though, because the other half had Andromeda. Yeah. We can shit yeah, on we'll Anthem. Get, yeah, we'll, Anthem we'll get to gonna, that Anthem's later. Anthem's going to be a bad um, discussion if we start into Anthem. Can we move that to last? It is last. Perfect.
2: Uh, back in January of 2017, Microsoft canceled an Xbox One exclusive by the name of Scalebound, made by Platinum Games. Yep. Well, rumor is that Scalebound may find a second life as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Scalebound was intended to be an action adventure game with dragons, magical powers, and a stylish protagonist wearing headphones. Uh, Switch- My
3: favorite part is that is literally not wrong. I know, right? Like that sounds ludicrous. That's exactly what the trailer was. Yeah, dragons, magic, and a dude wearing headphones.
2: I couldn't remember what the game is until I, I. Like, someone mentioned the headphones in their article, and I was like, oh, that was that motherfucker who was like, obviously, this is a Japanese game. Yeah, that was a dude wearing like, beats wearing, by a drake yep. jumping
3: on a Drake, and being like, I'm flying out of here, laser bolt.
2: Yep. Uh, Switch could use some exclusives of this kind, and it's not the first time Nintendo has helped out Platinum Games. It's also helping out with funding for Bayonetta 3.
3: Platinum and Nintendo have a good
2: relationship. Oh shizzle. it's it not
3: just Bayonetta. They have another one, too, with them, too. I can't remember what they're... Another one too with them too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Switch could use some more games like that, I think. Like, you know, outside of they have a very strong I don't want to necessarily I guess it would be indie. They have a very strong like indie uh culture. Um the eShop is seems strong. Obviously Nintendo makes spectacular games. They need some like I don't know if you'd call them like platinum games a triple A They probably no, they probably operate in the double A space. But like they need more of that those type of games. That maybe appeal to like a teen or an M rating. How do I reach these kids?
3: Number six, this year's Game Developers Conference is shaping up to be very interesting. We already have interesting announcements planned from Xbox and Nintendo, and now we can add Google to the list. Google has sent out invites for its own GDC press conference, which is rumored to be a game streaming service. It's really no surprise, as Google's Project Stream seemed to be a solid success last year, so naturally Google will want to move forward before the game streaming landscape Gets too crowded. Po oh, shizzle. Yep, I just uh I was cool that they're going to be there. I assume it'll be more about yeah, uh,
2: Maybe what their plans are going forward.
3: Yeah, I assume it'll be more about project stream and stuff and being. I wouldn't be surp- I wouldn't be horribly surprised if they're like and it's available
2: right now. It, like <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. about that either. I'm just curious how that's going to work. I mean, I wonder if now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if like they're going to partner specifically with ubisoft because like you know they did the assassin's creed thing and ubisoft made a specific point the past like 2 years to bring it up as far as like that being their the future they want to look into right um it's just the the streaming service landscape is is it's playing out differently than i had expected before and now it's like it looks like it's going to be way more segmented than Right, Than I would have thought initially, but I always look at things with like rose-colored glasses initially like, oh, everything's going to be perfect. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to stream games everywhere. It's, you know, like, yeah. and realistically, companies are like, no, you can only use my games on this service. Like, yeah, money, money,
3: money. It uh it's funny, and I want to just not the Google thing, but speaking of what uh the Xbox and Nintendo've been doing, there was talk that Xbox is planning on bringing Games Pass yeah. to Nintendo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I saw numerous industry pundits saying, called it. I'm like, that's not a bet. Like, that is that is writing on the wall, blatant obviousness. Like, yeah. how, that's like me, <laughs> me betting on the entire roulette wheel. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to win.
2: Uh.
3: Like, who who would have been stupid enough for you to take up against that bet? Somebody that doesn't know, like that'd be one thing, but that—that that was my only gripe with that. Somebody's like called that. I'm like, no shit. That's not a question if that was gonna happen,
2: but also very cool. It would be. It's hard for me to believe that they would. It seems too good to be true, and it's to a certain extent. It does,
3: but it's also your rose-colored glasses. Yeah, like this is right where they would work.
2: It, it would work really well. It'd be fantastic. It would, and it, but it's just like no, that's too good. Like. It's
3: just it, the question is the technology part of it, where it's like, yeah, cool, Game Pass works, but like, can Sea of Thieves handle Switch? Can Crackdown handle Switch? You know, like, yeah. can Forza 4 handle Switch? You know, there's there's a, a line that they'll have to kind of figure out with themselves about mm-hmm. like what can operate where situations.
2: I think the advantage comes in is the. Um, I mean, what's the resolution on the Switch screen? Docked or undocked? Und- well, docked, it's 1080p, right? It reses up
3: to that, yeah, or nine hundred whatever, mm-hmm. so undocked at seven twenty, okay, I think that's what it was, or or docked at seven twenty and undocked it's like five sixty it's something weird like that,
2: yeah, so that's less resolution than a xbox one, right yeah it's it's
3: noticeably technically graphically less powerful than that. Mm-hmm. but it's because when you start seeing games that were developed by Nintendo versus games that weren't developed by Nintendo, Nintendo knows what it's doing with that amount of graphics to make yeah. things still look amazing. Zelda, mm-hmm. Marios, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you see something else that made something, and they're like, oh, yeah, we ported it over to the Switch. You're like, this yeah. doesn't look that good. And you're like, well,
2: that's why. They Where, don't have where the- I was getting at is basically, I feel like the Switch would stream games better than it would run them on its own. If there's a server if there's a backend involved. Potentially.
3: Um, that, that also horribly depends on internet connections, and X, Y, Z running over wireless, not Ethernet. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's hamperings there as well.
2: Yeah. Okay. Number seven. Uh, the fight between Epic's game store and steam is probably just getting started. So we'll try to keep you updated with anything of interest. Uh, With that being said, we have a small update on Steam. Valve has announced that it will be retiring the video section from Steam. Valve said, quote, In reviewing what Steam users actually watch, it became clear that we should focus our effort on offering content that is either directly related to gaming or is accessory content for games or software sold on Steam. As part of this refocus, we have retired the video section on the Steam store menu with an expectation that video content is discovered via the associated game or software store page or through search, user tags, recommendations, etc. End quote. Any videos that you may have previously purchased will remain available, obviously. Um, But yeah, just them refocusing on games. And so it all begins. Yeah, this is... I kind of took it that way where it's like, okay, they're starting to redirect their focus and making small adjustments, which it's going to be really boring if that's all they do. If they just keep making little minute changes, like do something big, do something exciting. And we're going to turn this knob over here 13 degrees. There we go. And
3: then we're going to turn this one over here just four degrees. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Now. This, these two knobs always need a friend, need a thir- third friend here. It's just Bob <laughs> Ross, a fucking soft... Just stop it. Hmm. We need somebody that's going to take the whole paint can and just throw it on the canvas. We need a go.
2: Gallagher. Smash watermelons. Well, we either
3: need a Gallagher or a 70-year-old Picasso when he just can't paint himself anymore. Ooh. Whoa. I, I'm just saying... I'm saying facts, man. He got, like, crazy in his old age. Number eight... Well, Hold on while I just check something real quick. Perfect, not there. Number eight. Kotaku hit us with more layoff rumors that have since been confirmed. This time, the layoff train has stopped at ArenaNet, the makers of Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2.
2: How did the train not start here? <laughs> I know, right? Actually. That's... How old the, are those games now? Guild Wars 2 is like... Old. Old. Like and Guild really Wars old. is... That can't even be running anymore. It might be. I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. Okay. <laughs> the CEO of
3: NCSoft, who owns ArenaNet, emailed the following to their employees: "Quote: Our live game business revenue is declining as our franchise age delays in development on PC and mobile have created further drains against our revenue projects. While our operating costs in the West have increased, where we are not, where we are is not sustainable." and is not going to set us up for future success, end quote. According to the emails, the plan is to restructure with NCSofts and ArenaNet's publishing divisions merging and cutting costs across the companies. As of now, there has been no word on how many employees will be laid off, but according to Kotaku, ArenaNet told employees that it will be giving out two months of severance with bonus time based on tenure. Interesting.
2: I'm not seeing any note of uh any sort of end date, so it might still be running. I would be playing that if, instead of Guild Wars two.
3: Run my fifty-five monk around with Shield the Judgment on and do Drax runs. Anyway, that's completely completely stuff that people aren't gonna <laughs> fissure a woe. Yeah. Ritualist
2: runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 still going. It's alive and kicking. Well, it's alive. I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. I wonder if I there, could find my old account. There can't be many people there, right? Oh, I don't know. I could probably find my old
3: account. I have to install the game, though, which might be the bigger problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's so fast. I think my
3: disks are upstairs.
2: I don't even have a disk drive on my computer anymore. <laughs> I purposely
3: keep one in just because I never know.
2: Uh, I think I have a portable one sitting around. It's just so weird. so weird, the times we live. It's it's crazy. Um, You kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) I got discs. (laughs) Don't touch my discs. (laughs) I'm going
3: to take these discs and throw these discs at you. Uh, You've seen the strong, bad, floppy drive, hard drive argument, right? Yeah.
2: Continue. (laughs) This Uh, is a floppy drive. Speaking of old games, we got a little fun historical story for you. I try to keep it brief, although you could definitely go into detail on this. I'm going to take a nap. There there's a game releasing 25 years after its initial launch was supposed to happen.
3: Kingdom Hearts 3.
2: <laughs> <laughs> got, got him. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: like my favorite is when I can just catch you right off guard <laughs> Slight enough that you, that you chuckle before you can even continue reading
2: In the early 1990s, a game called Hardcore Was supposed to release on Sega Genesis But it ended up being cancelled because the Genesis was on its last leg The game was essentially complete though And recently some people went hunting for the old title It'll be releasing in 2019 on PS4 and Vita, while retro console maker Analog will be building. Will we'll be building. They will. They will be bundling Hardcore with their Genesis remake called the Sega SG. Uh, the interesting thing about Hardcore is that it was developed by Digital Illusions, which would go on to become EA Dice. Uh, hardcore is a run and gun shooter with large, detailed levels and a fast pace. So I guess you could say it's the precursor to the Battlefield games. <laughs> really old precursor. Yep. And
3: Pong was the precursor to Call of Duty. Exactly. That dot was just bullets being exchanged between two soldiers, keeping them away from the I'm not doing this. I can't I can't okay, keep up. I just no. Cool, interesting. It's always funny when you hear the old game stories like this. You know, they find cartridges buried in a time capsule in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Landfill and wherever. What was
3: that was then that worth a thousand plus dollars if you got one.
2: Jesus Christ. So crazy. Yep. Dumb, honestly. It is. I mean it's it's cool. It's cool to preserve it just for like historical reasons, but
3: I don't mean this this hardcore thing is dumb. I mean saying that a cartridge of that E T game was a thousand dollars. Yeah.
2: That's that's definitely dumb. That part's dumb. Yeah.
3: Plus, stuff like that works out well for the classic consoles and
2: stuff like that. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, number 10, here we go. Dark Knight reference for you. Anybody remember that Joker moment? There's at least one in every episode. Yeah, there's usually more than that. Some of them on purpose. Other ones, not. I already did the Batman voice when I did the joke about Catman. So, yeah, we're moving on. (laughs) Number 10. Matt, do you remember that Ubisoft game called Skull and Bones that you said you were actually interested in? Yes. Do you remember that one that is basically the ship from Assassin's Creed folded into its own game?
2: You're missing a word there.
3: Ship combat?
2: (laughs) I was hoping that it... I thought I screwed you with my uh, Burgundy updates. Yeah, no, I just I just skipped over it.
3: The one that is basically the entire ship combat from the Assassin's Creed franchise folded into its own game. The one that was supposed to come out in the fall of 2018 but was delayed into 2019 and still doesn't have a fucking release date. The game that had a beta announced but was never given any dates said set for said beta? You remember all that? I do. What if I told you? You can have the red pill <laughs> or the blue pill. What happens if I take them both at once? The TV... The game is getting a TV show. <laughs> That's what happens if you take both of them at once. Uh. Skull and Bones is getting a TV show. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Ubisoft is working with Atlas Entertainment to make a, quote, female-driven drama set in the lawless frontier of the Indian Ocean at the end of the golden age of piracy in the 1700s, end quote. In case anybody's curious, piracy is still going on. Both yes. in the ocean... And the internet. This Skull and Bones TV show joins the Just Dance movie and the Division movie already in development, except the game isn't even out yet. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Ballsy. You know what movie we should make, Matt? The Kingdom Hearts 3 movie. I forgot the Division was getting a movie. Same. That could be good if they did it right. I wanted them to do a TV show. TV show would be better. Like like web like Netflix style TV show, Amazon whoever. Yeah. Not cable TV because you can't do what I want you to.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It seems more ti- more yeah, more timely. The division scenario.
3: Right, because you can tell it in episodes. Yeah. You don't have to cram it all into a movie. Mhm. That if you do, if you do it based on what the game was, you you have episodes to tell. Yep. But if you do it like the movie is, you're like, "Cool, bad guy, bad guy do bad thing." Oh, virus, fight, fight, kill, kill. Oh, Mm -hmm. I killed bad. Oh, bad guy escaped. Division movie two. Dun, 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 (laughs) dun, dun. dun. Like, I don't know. Battlefield (laughs) music and trailer.
2: Uh, I don't know why, but it really annoys me that they're doing a Skull and Bones TV show before the game even, like, we even know when the game's coming out. Right. Like, this is uh, not an established IP. No one knows what the fuck this is. What if? What if?
3: You're going to have to help me with remember the name of this game that I want to reference. Okay. It was a show on... I, I got to remember that. So what if Skull and Bones was like Defiance?
2: I was going to say Defiance was yeah. the one
3: you were thinking of. Yep. What if? Watch the show, then sail on the mission. Hate your life the entire time because it failed with Defiance.
2: I, I don't, don't know. know. I just... um. Just saying, possibilities. It's it's funny because Ubisoft is like kind of towing the line between making good games and turning into EA to a certain uh,
3: extent. Okay, yeah that that second part's important
2: because <laughs> like, to a certain extent, yeah, like they're like in this. There's like a huge no man's land in between, like I don't know, wherever, and. They're like, ah, we kind of want to make that, like, you know, we want to make those those that ridiculous money, but we, we kind of have to stay somewhat, you know, loyal to our, our fan base. So, let's not, like, let's try to make good games, but also try to make more money by doing things like having TV shows and, like, which inevitably, they've done this before. They did Prince of Persia. They did Assassin's Creed. Um, was there any other ones in there? I think that's it, right? And those weren't. What I would call necessarily successful, they were okay. Um, not not like critically, but like financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah
3: financially, they weren't uh, bad steps
2: into the water. No, it's just uh, it's it's definitely one of those like counting their chickens before they hatch situations. I don't even know if they're doing that or if they're just like screw it. Let's not make the game anymore. <laughs> Honestly, I'm confused by this myself because like. I don't understand where the complication is with the Skull and Bones game, because like when they first showed it, I was like, okay, it's Assassin's Creed ship combat. My only, my immediate thought is that they just want to stay, try to get as
3: far away from Sea of Thieves as they can. Yeah, that's my only immediate concern. Is they're like, we just had this, we just want to get away from that. So when the comparisons start coming, it's not as as bad. Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen still, but hopefully it's not as, as bad as if they were on top of it still. And it's also just great because when we were discussing stuff in our chat the other day, and I went, yeah, so the TV show, and I just saw, I pretty much just saw through the phone, via text, just your head just go, are you kidding? <laughs> like, just the defeated head down, hand goes up, like, oh, I can't. Why?
2: That was basically what happened, really. it was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> uh. All right. I guess we'll hit up this quick little Anthem conversation. Uh, so Anthem officially released today. Welcome um, to the second episode of the podcast. <laughs> there's a whole mess of stuff related to it. Um, we'll just start with the reviews. As of me writing this, which was a couple hours ago on Friday, so like, I don't know, six o'clock, we'll say. Uh, Metacritic had the PC version, because that was the only one that had enough reviews to actually uh, have a score displayed. Uh, Metacritic had it at 61 for a critic score and 3.8 for a user score. Uh, Most reviews say the same thing. It has potential, but its current state is underdeveloped. Um, Bioware did release a 6-gig patch on day one that fixed and changed a good amount of things. But that in itself exemplifies kind of the problem. Um, Literally, when I read through those patch notes, I was at work and I saw the patch come out and I started
3: reading through the patch notes. I I was laughing. I'm like, I experienced
2: 75% of what that patched. Yeah. I mean, in one sense. How? it's, It's like really. I mean, I don't know how to. I don't know how to word it and not. In it's if you don't, I will. Well no, I, what I was gonna say was I'm of two minds of, of that of the whole patch in general and, and just the work in general. Like they've obviously done a lot since the criticism started coming in, which is impressive. But they shouldn't have there shouldn't have been criticisms to begin with. Neci- not right. those ones. Right. They've
3: they've started band aiding as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. But the amount of band aids they've needed to do when this genre and type of game has almost a formula that has already happened in a bunch of other games is the inexcusable part.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, On top of the whirlwind of opinions and debate going on, EA appears to be lashing out at reviewers. There's an Australian YouTuber uh, claiming that EA blacklisted him for his negative review since he's a member of EA's game changers program. Um I know there's been some like comment comment disabling, comment deleting, post deleting, that type of crap going on. Um it's kind of fascinating seeing the commotion that Anthem is causing. Um just thought I'd bring it up. Not so much about Anthem specifically, although I'm sure we'll end up maybe touching on it a little bit. I don't want to touch on it too much. But just like I it's almost like it's uh a focal point for like the state of the industry. And like, it's just kind of brought everyone's eyes to the, the same fact of like games are coming out unfinished. Developers and publishers are like, tr- are blatantly trying to cash in on trends. Um, microtransactions in general, obviously. I don't know if there's any, anything, any thoughts you have on that, anything you want to touch on. If this released at the same time as destiny one, we wouldn't be shitting on it as hard as we are. We wouldn't be, but it wouldn't. It would still be in the same state because, I mean, even if you compare, I mean, I love Anth I, I love Bioware as if, based on their previous work.
3: You love old Bioware,
2: yes. Um, but I, if Anthem had come out at the same time Destiny One had come out, and I played them both, Destiny One had its issues, but it was. It was like a complete game, for the most. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like, it's it's bad that Destiny upon release it is like significantly better than what Anthem is in its current state. Right. I just mean
3: that if they came out at the same time, you would be able to. I think Destiny would still win out again. Yeah. But with less colored they, lenses. If would they, be if, they seeing... re- if they released at the same time in their at their both release states, Destiny would win out again. But if you then allowed them to go through their two-year cycle, roughly, when you get to the end of D1, Mm -hmm. and everybody's claiming it's great again, because they've done all this content update and patches and stuff like that, and you give Anthem a full year, you might be looking at a much harder conversation. Yeah, exactly. But in their terms of both their launches, they're bad. Anthem is worse. Yeah, and now that we're looking at it, years removed from D one's launch, and we're comparing it that they would have been worse at that time, years later, and they're still that like that shouldn't be happening.
2: Yeah, it's um it's been an intriguing uh, situation for me because I am very biased on the whole Bioware thing, and I've watched and read. I've watched a lot of really lengthy in-depth reviews and I've I've read a lot of stuff to try to divorce myself from that, like to figure out like to find a common ground there. And it's like basically it comes down to like what what Anthem does, what BioWare does in like the, I guess the first like year or something like that. Like because according like I watched one of their live streams and they're like, "Oh, you know, we we the tools are in place and we can change things really easily." And then but then there, there's, like, fundamental issues with, like, just the core of the game. It's like, oh, we'll see. I guess we'll yeah, see Yeah, there, there are like,
3: giant, like, glaring fundamental problems that we could put an entire hour podcast out about Anthem's problems.
2: Yeah. All that aside, what do you think...
3: Oh, e- all right. I was going to keep going. No,
2: nah, well, I know we don't really need to talk about Anthem. Well, it's, it's been I,
3: I don't want to go... Uh, I was going to go tinfoil hat theory, okay. but... Well, that's what I was saying. Okay, Let's talk
2: ahead. about EA. Let's go tinfoil hat theory.
3: All right. So, tinfoil hat theory... Uh. If you have listened before, I've gone into the tinfoil hat theory that I had about Respawn. I'll, br- I'll breach the idea again, and then I'll discuss what it means for Bioware. So the tinfoil hat theory in regards to Respawn was Respawn made Titanfall for EA. EA contracted Respawn. They didn't buy them yet. They contracted Respawn to make Titanfall. Titanfall did well. Then EA... Now I gotta think about this. EA bought. No. EA did not buy. EA went for Titanfall 2. Yeah. And it went, cool. You guys want to make Titanfall 2 for us? They said, sure. Titanfall's awesome. They made Titanfall 2. Then EA released Titanfall 2 between literally at a three week window, it went Call of Duty, Titanfall 2, Battlefield 4. EA shot itself straight in the foot. Now tinfoil had time on purpose. They wanted to respawn as a studio, but their price would have been too high. So they put out their biggest IP to date to die against Call of Duty, a shooter with also a shooter against their own Battlefield 4 shooter.
2: Mm-hmm. Which... They- Arguably, Titanfall 2 is the best one out of all three. It's the best. Sh- yeah. So they,
3: but not the biggest. Yeah, no but not, not the, the, the established big, IP. Right. Not the big name. So they basically put out, they had their one baby. Then they kicked the other one to the curb and went, try to survive. Realized that that baby realized it couldn't survive. So that baby's price went way down. And then EA went, hey, how about we buy you? We'll help you out financially. You become ours, yada, yada. So now the EA has has lowered their price artificially and been able to bring them in cheaper than they probably would have pre-Titanfall 2. They now have Respawn, who now they can convince to not make Titanfall anymore. And hey, we have the Star Wars license. Do you guys want to make a Star Wars game? Mind you they're also ter- technically working on another game at this point and they haven't started Apex. Now we reach BioWare. BioWare has done Inquisition which I believe is their first time being like owned by EA.
2: Yeah, cuz that was yeah, cuz that was the first time they used a Frostbite engine and that in itself was a disaster. Right. So they did Inquisition,
3: which Ups and downs. I liked it as a game. Yeah, but I obviously liked it. There were problems. Mm-hmm. But not, not glaring issues that we're looking at now. Uh, the Old Republic is a Bioware thing, but that existed before the deal with EA. Then you get Andromeda. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. Which, maybe the story was fine, Maybe it wasn't. I didn't play the game, and I don't have any interest to. But what happened to the animations and all this other giant problems? So now they've shipped... Not necessarily an awful game to start. Then they shipped one that got ruined. And now EA Bioware, are like... Hey, we got this Anthem thing. And is like, alright, cool. We'll see. Then... Respawn, meanwhile, in the background, mentions the name of a Star Wars game, doesn't ever say anything about it, It has probably been working on Titanfall 3, Titanfall 3, whether or not it exists or does not, gets canned, in air quotes, and Apex comes out. This Apex game releases two weeks before Anthem. This Apex game, which their marketing strategy was to buy Twitch Mindshare of top streamers, the easiest way in the world to get people to stare at your game that are gamers and focus them on Apex. Two weeks before you have this gigantic, all, another gigantic like Apex is a game as a serv- game as a service. And then you have Anthem. Another game-as-service game from the same publisher who is just shooting shotgun shells straight into its foot and wondering why it doesn't feel pain. Because it hits Anthem Week, and now we're all here going, why would I play? So now, Bioware stock is going to go down. And now EA can either ditch and close BioWare, as they've been loving to close studios lately... I don't know how many studios we've talked about them closing and shutting. Yeah. Or they can try to sell them to somebody and just get them out of there. Like, your wage bills are too high. We can't afford this production cost anymore because you guys can't make games that are good anymore. Mm -hmm. So EA can scapegoat Bioware. Or they'll... The other theory. And start a fist fight where Bioware goes, you guys fucked us. And then... Which if that actually if that statement actually happened, EA would get shut on all day because everybody loves to hate EA. Yeah. Except for Apex, apparently, where everybody forgets that's an EA title.
2: Yep. Um. W- another interesting theory, or that they could end up doing is, I mean, so Bioware has this history with the Star Wars franchise. Just be like, oh, y- y- now you guys are gonna, you have to make a story driven Star Wars game for us. Like you have to make Codor three, get on that. It might not even be Codor 3. What they would
3: probably say is clearly a new IP didn't work for you guys. You can keep like half the studio if you want, like a quarter of the studio, just trying to keep it alive Mm -hmm. and do the updates that you already have planned and stuff like that. Uh, But listen, we are on the brink of losing the Star Wars license, which is a giant bunch of money for our CEOs. So seeing how we've canceled almost every other game that we've tried making with Star Wars except for Battlefront and Battlefront 2. I know Respawn's working on this one that they've only told us the name of and not discussed anything else about. Would you guys be interested in it? And by the way, no, you're going to be interested (laughs) in it because we can't let you fail again.
2: Interested? Wink, wink. Do it.
3: Yeah. Uh. So tinfoil hat, EA screws Respawn, buys Respawn, Apex succeeds. EA buys Bioware, starts screwing it, then forces it to move in the direction it needs it to. Stop with your own clever ideas. Let's make a fucking FIFA, Battlefront, whatever. Let's make Star Wars.
2: Tinfoil hat. I have a question, another follow-up question real quick. Someone at at Respawn claims that EA knew nothing of Apex and that they were blindsided by what Apex was. EA
3: still chose... Yes and no. There's no way they were totally blindsided. I believe they could have been blindsided by maybe like a week's worth of time. So they might have been blindsided on that Monday before the Saturday that we're hearing Respawn say Apex is going to have a live stream on Monday and be out on Monday. Yeah. They might have been notified like a week ahead of time. Like the EA executives and people that needed to know were like, hey, we have this thing if you want to launch it. Like it's ready to go. Yeah. We're, we're good. We, we have everything. We'll flick buttons and it's good. But the problem is it's still an EA published title.
2: It's hard for me to believe so that EA
3: still made the choice to shit on themselves.
2: Yeah, I'm saying like it's hard for me to believe that statement in general like EA's not going to keep track of what Respawn's working on. They're their own de- their owned developer. Like they own
3: them. Well, because I think what their deal would be is they would only be concerned about the state of their Star Wars game. So, so like I don't the- think I don't think they're actually concerned about Titanfall 3 being a thing. So, so I saying, think you can if you're respawn, I think you can smoke and mirror it.
2: So they're like, okay, you know, we have our we have a team, B team, A team's working on Star Wars, B team's working on another project, like a side project. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, just get it done.
3: Right. And they could have they could have even said they had A B and C teams and just been like A teams working on the Fallen Order, uh, B teams working on a Titanfall three kind of thing. Uh you know, we're not we're, prototyping. We're, yeah, we're super early in the Titanfall 3 thing, so we're not 100% positive we're going to continue with it. Uh, They're only doing that in like the spare time when they don't have anything to do for the Star Wars. And the C team's just, you know, like testing, prototyping stuff for uh, movement in certain things or whatever. And then it could just be any time that, like, if an EA exec showed up, they would just be like, yeah, you can't go in that room. <laughs> uh... And then Anthem. Yeah. Like,. <laughs> They still made – the problem is even if they didn't know about it or even if they knew – if they knew about it, that's worse. If they didn't know about it, they still made the call.
2: Yeah. When they could have said, hey, we'll save it for if summer, If, they, if
3: they had had the forethought that we all did based on like what we saw – and this is also the problem. We saw what was going to happen kind of with Anthem during the betas yeah, and stuff like that. Like how many problems there were and we're like, you have a month. Like the first one that came out mm-hmm. that we played. You have a month, and you have a lot of problems. And then EA went, they have a lot of problems. We need to make money. Because EA doesn't think. Yeah. They just go, dollars? Nah. By the way, their stock, last I knew, was down 10%. So, not not exactly doing well. Yeah. Even with Apex. It boosted during Apex's time, but then Anthem dropped, and then it went back down again 10%. So, tells you kind of the problem. But they... They would have seen Anthem's problems, but the problem is I would have still held I would have tried to hold Apex as a attempt of a get out of jail free situation. So, like drop Anthem, let Anthem run for like a month, and then at the end of March, or even better yet, like the week before
2: division comes out, mm-hmm. or that Tuesday before drop it then. See, I think they should have done that, but different scenario. I think they should have been like, listen, we know you guys are looking forward to Anthem, but unfortunately it's not ready. Or, or delay, delay it, Yeah, or delay but Anthem out today to keep
3: you satisfied, Apex. Well, that would have been that would have been honestly the best move they could have done would have been like So after these betas, we see that there's gonna be a lot of problems. We need we need to go back to the drawing board and fix quite a few of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh we're still planning a 2019 release for Anthem, but we're going to we're going to put a tentative delay on it till June. Because they could have they could have that big moment at E3 where they drop Anthem during E3. Yeah. They could have that moment or like out Tuesday after all the conferences like boom it's out Tuesday. There's Anthem. Mm-hmm. Continue. But and then and then yes. We understand, but hey Respawn's going to work on this really cool thing. So here's a Battle Royale for you. Boom. They've already pushed. The the Battlefield Battle Royale still isn't out either. Yeah. So you wouldn't be stepping on anybody's toes if you did that and then just pushed Anthem. Uh, But no. Instead, we force Anthem because it's the end of the quarter and it needs to get out. Except that it's also going to shit on your money. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's unwise. Darth Plague is the unwise. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. So the last segment that we haven't had in a while. Deals. No. 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 Oh shit, son. We have a question. Oh. It's one that I hope you saw, not the question, the information about. Uh and I will get this uh question here in a second if I can click on the right things. Oh, no, not the right thing. Hold on. I'm getting there. Don't mind me. Eye is itching. So, Eric has written to us and would like to know what our thoughts are on the GTX 1660 Ti that has now come out. Uh, Basically, the question would be, if you're still playing at a 1080p resolution... So there's not really, from a, going from a 970 to a 1060, or a, yeah, sorry, 970 to a 1660 Ti, is it worth it if you're only playing a 1080? You get two gigs more RAM, and the upgrade
2: is from DDR5 to 6, so. I've looked into it enough to just skim benchmarks real quick to basically confirm where it sits in the lineup um and i think the price of it's 280 i think that's what it is um let me just google that real quick cuz that's what i i was seeing but i wasn't sure if that was uh like yeah 280 280 is the price i don't know i i i have to think on it cuz like i mean that's a good price point and it definitely has good um performance at 1080p but it's so close to what the 2060 is right it's 350 and then like you have to like it's gonna go cheaper at some point right so and it's like significantly more performance from a 2060 right <sighs>
3: my my thing would be to just go 2060. Also, uh, yeah, you're only playing in 2080, but you still get the ray tracing in a 2060 when when that becomes more prominent of a thing, Mm -hmm. when you still don't have that in a 1660.
2: Yeah, and the problem, my issue with what I don't necessarily like about the 1660 is the chip is cut down and they compensated for performance by speeding it up. So it's technically clocked faster than a 2060 and it's so it's like it's already running at peak performance like right. it's running at it's high it's best as fast as it possibly can whereas with a 2060 um it's it's basically a, a little bit of the chip has been deactivated and it's still running at normal clocks to what a 2070 right. is. and you can still modify it yeah like my 2060 it's supposedly its peak boost from like the factory is like 18 something but when I just let it do its thing and clock itself, it runs reliably reliably at nineteen nineteen thirty. 1930, it usually sits at, which is benchmarked. That's like a stock 2070 performance. Right. So it's just hard. It's not like if it, if it ever goes on sale for less than like, if it's like 250 or less, good deal. Right. But as it stands now, it's too close to the 2060, I feel like.
3: Yeah. To just, why not just get a 2060?
2: Yeah. The other thing, though, is AMD price dropped their Vega cards, which they when they're on sale, they're a good deal for what they are. But they're power hungry and they create a lot of heat, so that's obviously the downside,
3: right? And then you need a way to cool them, and yada yada.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: So our thought is twenty
2: sixty. Yeah, I think it's worth the extra extra money. And And then
3: even then you can still try to find it on a 2060 cheaper than that.
2: Yeah. And especially like if you're, if you're at 1080p, the 970 can hold you off for a couple months until the 2060 goes on sale. Yeah. So. But you
3: will, I mean, we know our 970 struggles, so. Yeah. It did. It'll, it'll, it'll feel, it'll, you'll feel it, but it'll still, uh. I think it would still behoove you to, to hold out a bit.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Especially, um, I mean, I don't know. Everything's been changing so fast recently. And then there's, not to get stuck talking for longer, but there's uh, the rumors that the AMD's new Ryzen chips are going to be dropping in June. Which might... Mess with computer to, part landscape.
3: Yeah, it'll mess once again with processors, then Intel will have to
2: answer, and here we go again. Yeah. And then Intel is potentially jumping into the graphics market. Right. Like the actual graphics market, not yeah. the onboard board bullshit.
3: Let's, let's start a war.
2: <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'd I like, like cheap GPUs. <laughs>
3: Same. I might have also already started a war. Androids rise up. Anyway. Rise up. Phrase B. R-A-9. I'm going to go write it in my walls later. <laughs> anyway. A little, a little Detroit reference there. Yeah. Cool. It's a callback to the first part of this episode. And now we're done. It's been a fun time. We will talk to you next week. And next week we'll have two episodes because it's the bonus episode for February
2: boner episode
3: boner episode Matt and I will do the full episode with boners I don't think I could do that to be honest with you well we wouldn't have to consult doctors it's been under four (laughs) hours
0: (laughs) anyway bye bye planning for your next trip